Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 847 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I'm back. I'm joined today by John Kozak and Ben Funky Askren. Ben, coming off of AWA performance at Super 32. He has an, his index finger in the air for you people not watching. I have a, I have a question. That's me. I, have a, I have a question for you. Okay. Maybe co- a statement. Maybe it's a statement. Question slash statement from Ben. So that's what we do on the show is, is uh, ask questions and make statements. That's, that's um, a big, good synopsis. <laughs> hey, I, I called you the other day, and I just remembered what the last thing I wanted to tell you was. Okay. I remember I said I had a few things to tell you, and then the last thing, I'm like, oh, what the heck was it? I just remembered. Okay. I know this is a, a sad day for you. Really oh. sad. Oh, no. Did you hear they're shutting down the Matt.com forums? That's where I, you got your start. It's not, though. It's really not. Oh, um, okay. I am a forum guy through and through, but okay. it was the Wrestling Talk forum, which was so much better so much better than the mat forms mat forms have always been kind of a a cesspool but yeah they're they're shutting them down maybe we'll see you know if if someone picks them up i wouldn't be surprised if some version of the mat forums remains um yeah yeah. i bet not though i don't think so because i think i mean i think what happened because i was also a message board guy but this is way further back than you um that was kind of where I got my start as a high schooler. I got on the forums <laughs> and started talking so much trash. Causing awesome. trouble. More on that later. Um, and that's, uh, but now anyone with any real like social media, with any clout, like if Christian, someone wants to listen to Christian Piles, they're going to go check Christian Piles' Twitter or his Instagram or wherever, right? They're not going to go to some forum to see what Christian Piles says. So what you're left with, on forums, it's just a whole bunch of no names that that likely don't really have the scoop or all that much information. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is they're kind of so I have I have a couple thoughts on the message board thing in wrestling. One, wrestling is a sport that has a lot of sort of it. It's how do I say it? We're just a little behind on a lot of things. So, like, I do still think there is a place for message boards because I think, especially the way social media is now, it's like it's not in time order, right? It's not exactly conducive yeah, yeah. to, to uh-huh. the conversation uh-huh. as well. And pe- people still gravitate towards it. It's still a place for wrestling fans. And what wrestling boards were for me, what message boards were for me, was like I don't have anyone I can talk about wrestling with in freaking mm, Shenandoah Valley. Cool. Where am I going to talk with someone? Like my parents don't know, my brothers don't know, the people on my team don't know, the other coaches yeah. in this area don't know. So it's like, all right, I'm going to go to this place. They all know what they're talking about here. 
So yeah. I do still think it has that purpose, but I just don't think but, people are okay, gravitating let me towards ask it as much. On that. Yeah, they do don't it. because like when's the last I mean, you can go to the Matt forums right now or the WI wrestling forums. That was where I got my start. They're they're pretty damn dead. When's the last good, this really good, healthy discussion you see on one of these things? I mean, it's pretty rare. And then uh, secondly, yeah. on top of that, is like how much actual information? I mean, I'll, I'll probably say like twice a year. I check them out once in a while, say, hey, is there any things that are happening? Is there anything we should talk about on FRL? Is there any new information that I don't have? And it's a pretty rare occurrence when I find some new information over there. True, true. But uh, that's like for you and for me. Where we we are mm. lucky enough so it's to pretty good access, huh? We know a lot of things bef- before they happen. But if you yeah. didn't, if you weren't you, and I didn't work here, I would be like scouring that on a daily basis. Um, but I do mm. think the quality of yeah. information, I do think the quality of discussion is way down. I think it's a lot more negative. Bitter old men positive. who just yeah. are like grumpy it, it about It always stuff. devolves yeah. into something like not really wrestling related or... Yeah, they go, it, they get political all the time. It's like, how does why, this why is this happening? Why is this happening? This supposed to be wrestling. I remember when it was like Iowa fans and Minnesota fans and like all it's just going back and forth and all this stuff and I don't know. It, yes. It's definitely changed. The math forms were never I thought a, a great example of a, of a good wrestling message board, if you want my opinion on it. But I think it was and has been the most popular most trafficked um but i did not find the, yeah. the quality of discussion to be that great there's one there's one uh thread the iran wrestling news thread on the mat forum which is the best one it's been going on for six years yeah it's got a bunch of iranian who like they're they probably don't live in iran anymore but they can still like read farsi and they're like connected to iranian wrestling and so that is like the best thread where yeah. you get a lot of news um from from and, and is worth worth keeping alive so hopefully i mean you know it'd be really awesome and this is probably impossible but if if there was an actual forum um with actual verified users yeah like say like a twitter but actual this like you said based on wrestling and people who had a high level recognition or, or a high level of knowledge will actually interact with each other but there's so many people who are there. They're so scared of like what people will think of their interactions that they just mm-hmm. choose not to interact whatsoever. Man, some of the best it would be. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, some of the, some of the best comment like message board people were like anonymous people. You didn't really know their names, or maybe down the line you would get to know their names. But most of them were anonymous on this board I I frequented. Um, you know, but it, yeah, that that would be good. So yeah, it is interesting. In, end of an era potentially for sure. Uh, I was I was surprised to see that, but then you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Moderation is is a is a son of a gun, and moderating those yeah. things for all those years is like not fun. And you know, what's yeah. the return on it? So mm-hmm. that was the third thing, and we got to talk about it here. Um, R.I.P. the Matt forums. I will not miss you. R.I.P. Um, so I'm back. Two weeks gone. Yeah. We weren't sure a, if you were coming back. <laughs> Be quiet. Uh, it was. It was. We weren't. Come on. I didn't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I will say this: being back on the East Coast in in the fall, that was it was a temptation to remain uh, in Virginia for the foreseeable future. But um, I decided to come back here. It was great. Great trip. So much. Uh, so much wrestling in this trip. A lot of fun family time. Uh, really enjoyed getting on the road and getting around a bunch of wrestling programs. Got me even more excited 
for for the season. We got it started. We went to uh, – I'll just kind of talk about the trip a little bit, and you guys can ask questions on the way. But um, started at Pitt, nice rainy day in Pittsburgh. Got in there. The whole it – was, it was amazing. So it was like it rained every day we were there, and then we got south. <laughs> we, went, we went south of the Mason-Dixon line, you know, got in Virginia, and everything was beautiful from the remainder of the trip. But we started in Pitt, Cole Matthews. We got to talk to everyone, and, like, it had just – we had just found out that day that – or maybe the day before that Cole was going to be – U23 rep because Yanni had had declined the spot so they were kind of like dealing with all that and chatting about about that decision for for Cole to take it and he he was really pumped even though and they were kind of like sort of anticipating that this would happen if Yanni did well that he would maybe not take the spot and that ended up being the case um but no Pitt very cool team great great vibe I feel like coach Gavin is such a be a really fun guy to to wrestle for because just his temperament is um i think it's a unique temperament for you know an ncaa champion wrestler and head coach it's like which is like typically high strong and like very highly emotional Mm -hmm. people not that keith isn't like uber competitive but he's not highly emotional at all no, he's not highly emotional. Yeah. No, not highly emotional. E- even Keel, very well balanced. Yeah. Even Keel, a very, um, in my experience around Keith, a, 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 kind of a wise crack, funny guy. Oh yeah, he's funny. He's funny. He, funny he's guy, funny. Sure. Witty. Um, so mm-hmm. it was cool catching up with Cole, who I had I had never spoken with Cole Matthews before, and talking about the Real Woods match, which which I'm really excited for. Uh, but then I also got to catch up with Mickey Philippi and Nino and Coach Headley and Coach Pletcher. So that was a great trip there uh, with with those guys. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of going into it. I was like, man, I don't know if Cole can beat him again. But then you always you always leave like with a, with like a little bias. Oh yeah. Toward towards the guy when. when <laughs> um, so we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. So then Pitt, and then it was funny because as uh, so we're like the plan was we go to Pitt Saturday, Penn State on Sunday, and then but. On that Saturday night, Penn State had a had a home game, which is like, you know, if you've been to state college, it's like only the college is there. So if there's a football game, it's like pandemonium. And uh, hotel rooms were like $1,000 a night at the time we were looking to book there. So like, okay. So we ended up staying at this giant, like, farmhouse in Tyrone, Pennsylvania. Like Tyrone? Wait, Tyrone. That's where AJ Shop is from. It's like central PA. It's, it's like a half hour from... Um, yeah, Tyrone's good. Good wrestling. Um, you go in the the little sports bar there for for dinner, and they've got all these wrestling pictures hanging up. It was cool. But so we end up there. Or while I'm interviewing Mickey Philippi Saturday, he's like, "Hey, um, he's like, I got time, but um, he's like, I'm actually going. I'm coaching at a at a PA Power event in Tyrone, Pennsylvania tonight." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "We're staying there tonight. What what's going on?" He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like. <laughs> He's uh, like, oh, Kill Carries wrestling Mason Gibson and all these. It was like a bunch of like ranked dudes. We're like, oh my god, well, how do we not go to this? So we finish up, and then we ended up going to to that event in this like really cool like I guess it was described as an armory in the middle of Tyrone, Pennsylvania. Armory, define an. Uh, I don't know. You said armory. I'm very confused. Ar- armory. I'm sorry. I might. Armory. Said, <laughs> I'm sorry if I said it bad. Armory, okay. I pride myself on saying armory. Words. Armory was where they hid, uh, hid the armaments, right? <laughs> what? Yes. The the only armaments there were like uh, 15 to 17-year-old wrestlers. But 
Yeah. Um. No, but it did kind of. Oh, that might be it. Yes, that is it. Stone building. There is nothing that John Kozak I can't right. find you on the internet. You made fun of me. Armory, a place where weapons are kept. I yeah, knew yeah. it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, the way you said armaments was funny. Um, but I, so this I'm was cool. Tyler, our shooter uh, guy, he's from California. He went to Michigan. He thinks he's he's a big bad. He was so frightened to stay in this this townhome in the or not townhome in this uh, farmhouse in the middle of the country. He's like, dude, <laughs> there's like no people around here. It's like, yeah, it's like a farm. That's like then, the whole point. Yeah, it was it was. <laughs> beautiful it couldn't been couldn't have been a safer place and then there was a uh there was like this barn i was like oh let's go walk around the bar he's like are you nuts he's like there could be someone in there he was like genuinely like frightened to go in there so anyways we went to the wrestling event gibson lost a crazy one to, to um it was kill Kiri's kind of making i feel like he's making a resurgence because i feel like he was really hot two years ago yeah and last year he kind of cooled off and he had uh i mean i'm sure we're gonna talk about but he had a pretty good super 32 Man, and oh, it was, it was crazy because you walk into this place in the middle of the th- thing. I didn't even know what was happening. And you park and you walk in. And it's like, okay, there's Chance Marsteller coaching kids. There's Hayden Hydley. Bo mm-hmm. Bassett's here. You got all these all these M2 kids. It's like, wow, we're like in the middle. This is like wrestling country. Um, so that was yeah. awesome. Then So then the next morning, Penn State Day, that, that was obviously great. Spent most of the day with Carter Storacci. Who, I would say, you know how like social media is like um, almost like amplify who you are, like make you kind of mo- seem like you're more of who you are than you really are. I feel like it's well, like that. Well, it's whatever you make it. Sure, I think I would say almost just... what you make of it. <laughs> water, water, water boy, home away <laughs> you make it. Um, yeah, exactly. It's it's very much like that. Um, what I was saying is like I feel like it's like sort of the opposite with Carter. It's like no, he's actually like a more extreme version of the social media persona. Like this is a, this is one of the most like I don't even know. He's a lot. It's like super intense, very driven. He's like only focused on this like on being a, a, a successful wrestler and and athlete. And it's it was it was kind of crazy to be be around him for a day, hang out with him a little bit. But really dug his energy. Very, very intense guy. And I learned, one, if you hadn't heard, he currently right now does not plan on pursuing the fifth NCAA title. His plan Well, I did see that. Yeah. And I remember I asked him before the interview, because we were kind of talking about some of the topics we were and weren't going to talk about. I was like, fifth, fifth, are you planning on doing it? He's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, he's like, he's so matter of fact. He's like, he's like, no, I'm going to win my fourth and win the Olympics. Then I'm going to go to MMA. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so he's, as of right now, not planning on on doing that. And with the uh, the other thing I learned is he is planning on going seventy four kilos for for the Olympics. That's like what he wants is that's his like Olympic aspiration weight. And but he's not going to go one sixty five that senior year. He's going to stay at seventy four and just like kind of have shr- shrunk his body and basically compete that year smaller. And with the ability to kind of get down to um, 70, 74, or 74 kilos a couple weeks later. So that's his plan, um, which is which is interesting. Um, yeah, because that's, that's going to be tough. Because I figured maybe, maybe you take an Olympic and, like, really shrink it down. But 
think he just yeah. wants to kind of be done with school and kind of start the next next chapter. Um, sure. Home is where you make it is from Waterboy, according to Dan Hall or Joe Dirt, not Waterboy. I don't know about that, Dan Hall. No, it's from it's from Waterboy. It's, it's the, from Waterboy. the guy with the really strong like the Louisiana accent. Yeah. Ish and then he says something funny, which I don't even know for a lot of that. I think Joe he's Dirt says it too. Okay. Well, it turns out more than one people can say home is home <laughs> is where you make Well, I know you and I were on the same page, Christian Piles, yeah. because uh we were thinking of the same Here we same go. Right. Home where you make it. And he says and then after he says that he goes, Everybody knows that. But he says it in his Louisiana accent. Um, I think. Oh, wait. Yeah, right. It's the water. All right. We're going to have to really deep dive on this later. Because I think it's the Waterboy coach water in Joe Dirt that says it. So now I'm really Wait, confused. the Waterboy coach is in Joe Dirt? I think that's what we're stumbling upon here. Why would the Waterboy coach be in Joe Dirt? That is it's, so confusing. it's just like a cameo. You know, he was a sensation. It's like, how else can we plug this guy in? This, this guy with an unintelligible what? accent. I'm so confused. I think we are wrong. Um, no, we could never be wrong. We should just stop digging. When you think you're wrong, just stop digging. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're stopping digging. Um, but we were on the same page at least for 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 what that whatever that's worth. Um, so yeah, that was Carter. I don't know if you guys have any. Feel free to interject or inquire or anything. Um, as I kind of move through this, Brooks yeah. and Kirkfleet, um, super nice guys, good good dudes, good kids. Kirkfleet, um, I'd never really spoken with him much either, and nice humble kid. Excited to see what he can do this year. Um, talking with him about like his injured season when he basically wasn't able to wrestle, and then kind of got he did the two Maryland matches in Big Tens and found a way to place it in CAs. I'm curious what, what he was can... wrong with him. Can you guys talk about it now or no? Um, well, I don't know. I don't think we got into specifics, but I think it was either like peck or shoulder related. Hmm. Um, I had thought it was um, like staph infection or something. Okay, maybe. But I don't know. Could uh, be. Could have been a staph infection. That's what was in my mind about it. But... Yeah, I, I can't recall now. Um, so that was cool. Um, just being in, you know. Penn State room shooting with those guys. Um, all the stuff looks looks super sick. Can't wait for you guys to see it all when once it comes out. Um, so that was Penn State, and then we made our way to Princeton the next day, where it was once again raining as it rained every day. But awesome time at Princeton. The coaches were couldn't have been more accommodating. We got to watch a full practice, which was really fun. Um, pretty pretty intense workout for the. For the Tigers learned Travis Stefanik is going up. I tweeted this, but Travis Stefanik going up like 84 to heavyweight, and he looked uh, every bit of it. That's for how, sure. How heavy did he look? Well, two. I would say 225 to 230. That's all you need to be. Yeah, yeah, he's plenty big. Him and uh, Luke Stout, who is a, a sizable individual in his own right, were were scrapping some good goes there. Um, and then I talked to Patrick Glory. Who confirmed the the 125 plans and you know his desire to to win a title there? He and he talked. It was interesting talking with him about his NCAA finals against Suriano because that was sort of a. I don't think it was controversial. No one was like, "Oh, Suriano shouldn't have won," but it was kind of a weird, weird ending with all the stall calls and and yeah. everything. And he's <laughs> like, "I would not." He 
he like went out of his way to say I would not have felt good about winning that match on on stall calls when I didn't really and really do anything, uh, which I thought yeah. was cool. And now he's got his sights set on Spencer, which is um, he's had his sights set on Spencer. He has, he has, and he's yeah. been you know waiting for this match for for years. Back they had not wrestled since I guess it was his freshman year at Midlands, um, and then and then. Between COVID and other stuff, they haven't been able to wrestle. That's pretty so, wild, huh? That's pretty wild. It's been, it's, that been, long. it's been a really long time. Yeah. And, you know, he's confident. He didn't make any audacious uh, predictions on camera, but they, he and his coaches definitely think this weight is his best opportunity to win a title, which, you know, you can read in between the lines there. Um, well, so, I mean, it's, it's not really, uh, man. It's not really an easy choice there. So you got Spencer on the one side, and you got Roman and Dayton on the other side. Yeah, no, not easy. And Vito potentially. And Vito. Yeah. Although he was like, it was interesting because he was like, I don't know. It, I was like, are you disappointed? You might, you're not, you and Vito aren't going to renew your rivalry. He's like, yeah, but you know, he's he said in the past before he's going to go 33, and then hmm. ultimately he cuts down, um, which is true. He has done that. So there's a chance. Maybe Vito comes down. I don't know. You can't can't rule it out. Cornell did just put out like their lineup look, uh, or like pictures of mm-hmm. every guy who's wrestling that way, and they did they did only have Vito at thirty three, mm. whereas last year they had him at twenty five and thirty three. So, mm. uh, Maybe they're mind my playing mind games with you though. Be. Yeah, they could be, could be some mind games. Um, but no, the the staff. Um, the Princeton coaching staff—they have just awesome energy. They're very all all very three likeable, very likable guys. Very likable, uh, agreed. Um, and talking with Nate Jackson, I was like, man, this dude could really be the guy next year, which is something that at ninety-two I, at ninety-two yeah. because Jaden and and similar to Pat Glory. Jay, Nate was like, well, we'll see if Jaden really does go up. Because he said in the past he was done with 92, and yep. then he ends up coming back down. Um, so he's kind of like in his own mind, like, I'm not I'm not thinking that it's just me out, out in front. Like, in his mind, he's still kind of pursuing Jaden, which I think is probably a wise tactic because he could go down. Again, he's a, yeah. the reigning silver. Although I do think for real this time he needs to go up and stay up. For positioning for for ninety seven long term. So fun times in Princeton, and then we had a couple days between that shoot and Virginia Tech, and we went to Tech, which was amazing. Uh, obviously, <laughs> first of all, they're they're gonna be absolutely stacked. Oh my gosh, look at this international man of mystery. Hold on, guys. Wow, coming in from calling in from Spain. That's right. I heard y'all messing up a Joe Dirt quote. I said, I got to get on here <laughs> because that is indeed oh a Joe Dirt quote. I would never mess up a Joe Dirt quote. You I wouldn't. I had to set it straight. You said that in your interview. I'm like, <laughs> what are some of your skills? You're like, I love wrestling. He's like, I'm a good writer. I would never mess up a Joe Dirt quote. I was like, okay. This guy's they get you hired at Flow Sports. I just got to listen to it. It is confusing because it is the coach from Waterboy. So we're right. like, we're kind I mean, of basically the exact character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he says, home is where you make it. And he says, everybody knows that. 
Um, I'm going to make it. <laughs> so, okay. Well, all right. A little plot right, twist here with, with JD busting right. in. That's a nice, What what is that wardrobe you have behind you? Is, is Narnia uh, on the other side? No. <laughs> I bet you Spay's on the other side, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Spain. Oh, Spain, not Spay. Yeah, look at that. The beautiful sunlight. Wow. If I open that up, though, then I like... I go all dark, so yeah. gotta keep it close mm -hmm. now. But Point the Vedra, nice, nice little city. Man, you you brought your best mustache for this of trip Adrian, too, didn't you? you I only tried. Point the Vedra. Point the Vedra. All right. Point um, Vedra. I should get that right. I think he is. Although Just we're like we're messing locals. we're messing up quotes left and right. So can we even be trusted at this point, Ben? Um, <laughs> JD, what's the vibe on the ground? How's how's the team? Other than uh, yeah, not uh, a great not start great. for Greco. <laughs> yeah, not great session <laughs> one. Uh, unfortunately, I think we won two matches. Colton won his first. Um, Camden Russell won his first, but then they were then they lost in the quarters. Semis are going to get started here in about an hour and a half, uh, but we won't have anybody wrestling in them. So, okay, stuff. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's Greco's. Uh... The um, heavyweight, the Iranian heavyweight that won in Oslo lost uh, in the quarters. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, to, to a Ukrainian. Oh, you guys are in Greco, not freestyle. Yeah, Correct. We're not talking about um, who's sorry. that. Freestyle will be in a couple of days. It goes Greco, women's freestyle, and then men's freestyle. Who's the guy that whooped Feldman? That Masumi. guy. Masumi. Masumi. That's who I'm thinking of. Masumi. That's a bad boy. And I, I still don't know exactly who Iran has brought for their men's freestyle team. Have not been able to get eyes on target yet. I don't. They might not be here yet, probably. I think you should be doing some espionage. Get to the bottom of it. It sounds like when you said eyes on target, it kind of sounds like he's like a spy <laughs> or something. Yeah. Has a... International spy? Yeah. Has, who, who's the coach there? Is, is James Green there? For Greco? You no, no. Obviously not. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure who it'll be. Honestly, the, the freestyle team isn't here yet. In the past, it's been Joe Russell. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we were talking about the the different shoots we did back east. Um, I was at Virginia Tech, the the last stop along the way. And if you know much about Makai Lewis at all, you know he's like a pretty, I would describe, reserved guy. You know, behind the scenes, not a. He, him and Carter Starachi could not be more different in like think they'd so be buddies or think they'd be uh be battling if they were like on the same team. They would not be buddies. No. I don't see it. No. <laughs> not buddies. Nope. Nope. I don't see it. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes there are people like that where like they definitely don't like each other, but you knew if they were on the same team they'd be friends. I do not th think oh. that would be the case here. Um okay. but Makai just like uh understated you know quieter guy but i i really like i i liked his energy a lot i'm really excited for this match um he i got to watch him work out i didn't really get to watch any of the other guys work out other than the princeton dudes and he looked he looked awesome he was obviously no one's really on his level in that room um a lot, a lot of his partners he he can dominate but he he looked really really sharp so I'm excited for that. Cool guy, very good, uh, great team, and Virginia Tech is going to be absolutely nasty this year. Very, very strong team, um, top to bottom. I think 
they're the on paper the favorites to win ACCs this year, which is uh, no small feat. And we'll see if they can get into that top ten again. I think they will, but in that trophy conversation, it will be a, a bigger leap. But they're they're gonna be really good. And this you know Bryce Andonian cleared. He's back wrestling. He could be the number one guy at 157. Uh, uh, a more more crowded 157 with Andonian moving up with Brayton Lee coming back with. Austin O'Connor hopefully being But you healthy. actually didn't say it about when we talked about Princeton, but didn't you say Quincy Monday was and going Quint- to 57, which is Quint- way smarter for him? Yeah. It, as soon as they started talking about him, I was like, come on. There's no way he's going to go 65. This makes no sense at all. Um, and I think they eventually reached that conclusion. And I think I think it's the right one. I think it's cool what he's doing. Like, you get an opportunity to wrestle in the All-Star against David Carr. That kind of mm-hmm. family history rivalry is awesome. And then you get to come back down, and you know he's got a chance to be Princeton's uh, first national champion since like I think it was the fifties. The banner's hanging in the in the wow. thing. Um, so yeah, long time for them. Of course, um, Pat Glory has a similar distinction, although s- slightly longer odds. Although it's interesting because I would say while Glory maybe maybe statistically has a lower chance to win maybe but like i feel so confident he's going to make the finals right it would be pretty surprising for him to but not if we're talking about mm-hmm. opportunity to win quincy's you would put his percentage yes. significantly but i could i could see a scenario where quincy wrestles well and gets fifth also right because this weight is is pretty pretty dang deep with with guys well that can... if you said oh i don't know okay brayton lee brayton lee i think could be Quincy Monday. Sure. Bryce Andonian. Ed Scott has, or. Ed Scott's beaten him. Ed Scott. Uh, uh, Josh Humphreys has beaten him. Dang. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. Um, Is that Scott? Have it. Will Luan. Jacory. Like, 57 is like, uh, 57. Monday should go back up after you guys just brought those names up. (laughs) No way. Wait till we start saying the 65 names. They're even crazier. (laughs) Starting, starting with your guy, the lead Uh, lunatic. Fifty seven is fun because it's like, I feel like it's eight guys that are all on a really, really similar seven or mm-hmm. eight, very similar skill level and ability, and to to be as cliche as possible, it'll be like whoever's hot that day. Um, so yeah, epic trip, great trip back home, a lot of fun family time as well. So it was a cool melding of of all the things I love. Wrestling, family, right. and great fall weather. To Uh-oh. take it back to Virginia Tech, they really get things kicked off with Ohio State early with like the first big duel of the year. And oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's turning into one of my uh, favorite wrestling duels every year. Oh, yeah. It, that's going to be a great duel. And which makes me think about the uh, time Virginia Tech beat Ohio State the year Ohio State won NCAAs, great. One of the, I think that's still probably the best duel I've ever been to. Even better than like some how of the Penn did, State Iowa duels. Do we know how this duel kind of got started? I don't know. I mean, because it's cross, it's cross conference. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. Kind of close to we each wrestled other. But... Ohio State, Virginia Tech, and Missouri tri duel. That was many years ago. Oh, okay. 2007, maybe. Oh really? I I'm almost certain I can, I can look back through the records. Six, done six maybe. 
Obviously, at that point, uh, Terry Brands and Tom Ryan were college teammates. So maybe that was how it got started. Well, Terry didn't coach there. I mean, Tom was, but um, that's what I meant. You know, you know what I meant. I had no Alex. idea. I had no idea. <laughs> Stop. I didn't even... Couldn't even fat. No, actually, when you said Terry, I thought you had meant to say UTC or something. I, I got confused, and then I remember. Uh, well, they actually did that doing. too. I wrestled in the duel with Ohio State. I actually was. I brought this up to Tommy Rollins and Jesse Lang because they were on that team. We 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 gave them the beatdown, and then they really? took like thirty NCAs that year. I don't know how that happened. They got they got hot. They got hot NCAs. That can happen. That was, that was like two thousand four, two thousand three, something like that. Um. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, that, that duel. How G-Tech. it got started? I don't know how it got started. Other than I feel like um, Tex kind of always down. Tex always yeah. Ben Ben started it. Ben started the classic duel between Virginia Tech and Ohio State. That's one of his many contributions to our great sport. <laughs> I just like how it's it's a great duel every year, obviously, and they've put a spot on the calendar where that's normally the first one, first real big duel of the year that gets yep. things kind of kicked off. So it, it's yeah. fun because, like, a lot of eyes tune in. When you're the first big one, You, I think a lot of extra people maybe on the that don't really care about Virginia Tech or Ohio State are going to tune in because it's like I haven't watched a duel in, you know, nine yeah. months or whatever. So Heck give yeah. it to me. We'll Heck give it yeah. to you. It will be given. I, I know Virginia Tech like really recruited Ohio well for a period of time there, so that, that had yeah. Some... I feel like they still do. They do. They just recruit well feel like, in general. Um, with the Super Thirty Two, I think some people in the Midwest, it's a Midwest mm-hmm. thing. We forget how close Ohio and Pennsylvania, New Jersey are to like North Carolina and Virginia. Like it's not really that far. No, not at all. Um, the distance Coast... between these two schools is like a five-hour drive. I think. Yep. Yep. It's not. It's not far at all. It is great. And that was another thing. Man, being back east, I'm glad my parents don't listen to this show anymore. My mom claims, she's like, I can't find it on my phone anymore, FRL. She's like, I was listening, and now I can't find it on my phone. I'm like, Mom, what does that mean? But anyways, being back east, I was like, man, everything is so close. Like a couple hours here, I'm at Princeton. I'm at Penn State. I'm at Virginia Tech. I'm back here. It's like, it is kind of awesome. Whereas here oh, I, got, I got it. Um 2004 and five season, we wrestled both Virginia Tech and Ohio State at Ohio State, and we beat them both 33 to six. Wow, you did put the beat yeah. down on. Yeah, 33 to six, and they got third. No, no, that was the year before we beat them 33 to six. The year, but we beat them 34 to nine that year. My um, we gosh. did the third that year. I know, Jeez, wild, man. right? Just chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That was where it all goes back to, to Coach Brian Smith and Tom Brands and Tom Ryan in the 2004 and five season. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Okay. Let's – I don't know where we're going now. Super 32 happened. I got an idea. Um, I got an idea. We could talk about Super 32. That's a good idea. Ben, Give us your thoughts, high level. There, there was a discussion started by James Green about. Uh, I saw this. I don't like this. I think. Well, I think. I think the. I, th- I don't want to debate that when we have good results to talk about. But I think the easy, um, the easy pushback to James Green, and he said it in a very respectful. Uh, a few people yes. texted me and they were upset about it, but he said it in a very respectful way. Like, yeah. I don't really see the issue. What he said whatsoever, but the easy pushback is, 
if if we're not as freestyle centric and our baseline defense is worse than ever, how come our results for our high school kids at an international level are better than ever? Right? Those those things just don't pencil. Like if you have if you have one, you can't have the other. So that statement just doesn't make sense. Well, I, I don't think he's saying our country does not do baseline defense. I think he's just like, man, I'm not seeing a lot of it here. Which correct, but there was a lot of guys there that were on a world team. True. It's true. Yeah. Um, so it's not maybe to the detriment of our performance, but um, correct. I, he's just saying I don't see enough baseline yeah. defense but it was funny because like when i saw the tweet i was like oh i didn't really notice that and then this morning when i was going back and watching matches i was like i see exactly what james green's talking about this is terrible <laughs> what are they doing because uh, there uh, were a couple moments in like big matches i was like well that is just kind of like a complete breakdown but um yeah it, it's funny because um i i think the funny thing to me was the down block go behinds became so popular for a few years um, and I don't know if it's if, if it's that made shooters get better at shooting or what, but I did not see a lot of down block go behinds at all this year. I think it's um, done. Yes, yeah, so the down block go behind. Yeah, it's over. Well, I mean, it looked like it. Honestly, look, that's what it looks. Like. You're you're being funny. You're being funny, but um, wrestling is it's awesome because you get instant feedback on things that are happening and if you're smart enough to pay attention to all the things yeah. that are happening you can kind of see the trends before everyone else sees them and to me it is really weird that there was barely any down block go behinds um yeah. i mean when was that well, who scored on down block go behinds pj i think he was kind of he breaking was, them at the end and i think he was yeah, running behind some. he's scoring on everything yeah um, um yeah maybe not a bunch I, I think as a country, especially at the youth levels right now, there's a lot of focus on takedowns via shots, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. So, which obviously just lends itself to less down block go-behinds. I won't get into, like, the particulars, but there's no, just, no, like... Shoot, no, a lot of shooting means more down block go-behinds because there's more opportunity. Right? Well, Anytime they shoot, from... I have the opportunity to down block go-behind them. Correct, but like in training as well, like a lot of focus on shooting. I'm not in the sure. across the country in youth and high school clubs, so I don't know. But I, I feel like that is emphasized more at college and senior level than it is at youth and high school. We do a crap ton of down walk go behinds. I wouldn't. But you're a very successful club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I I saw some. It'd be one thing if like people were just getting amazing setups and really crisp, clean attacks off. But I saw some some attacks that were not great setups, not great attacks, and they were still getting in. So I do think maybe there was just a lack of, and it could be anecdotal too. But I think some of it too is it, James even says it down below in the thread. He's like, I'm just starting to watch high school wrestling yeah. more. And so maybe it's just coming from he's been senior level, senior level so long. Now he's coming down and it's just like, oh, this is an area where high school guys really need to work on, which I think in some points not really all that surprising. Yeah. Yeah, for For sure. sure. Um, But okay, get into some some of the particulars. There was there was a lot of great wrestling. There were some big upsets, some some breakout performances. Maybe Ben, what was what was kind of top of mind for you? Um, 
Well, I think Bo Bassett and Anthony yeah. Knox would be the, the stole the show. Um, and I was thinking about I was thinking about how funny this is. Because, you know, obviously, like the night before, you think, well, okay, what are we talk about on the show tomorrow? It's almost like re- a redemption year for Bo Bassett. But how hilarious is it that he's having a redemption year as a freshman in high school? It's almost yeah. preposterous, you know. <laughs> Like, you know, he had the sale. I mean, essentially, the seventh grader, he won the world championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as an eighth grader, uh, you know, he kind of started on fire and he beat up Seth Mendoza. Uh, that's his, yeah, Seth Mendoza. Um, but then he, he kind of got worked by Knox in the final. Mm-hmm. And then he got worked by Lil Adal. And then he did, had the kind of subpar performance the last two matches at Fargo. And you're like, wow, you know, like uh, how much difference a year makes. And now this fall, he's kind of just been on fire and he's kind of torched everyone. So I feel like, you know, it feels like I said, it feels really strange. Um, that he's having like a redemptive performance, being, being that he is this young, uh, grade wise. And uh, but I think he was the story for me. That's what yeah. happens when you win a world title in seventh grade. There's nowhere to go but down. Yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting match. I mean. I didn't expect. I'm trying to recall their their Super Thirty Two match last year. I well, I Knox got on top and turned him right away. I yeah, believe, turned him. Right? He got a, he got a yeah. takedown early, and I don't think Knox had to go under. Uh, or the only times he was under, I think, was when Bo was trying to amass a comeback and couldn't yes. like spend a lot of time there. So I don't know if he ever. And I'm I'm just totally speaking from memory. I did not go back and watch yeah. their match last year. I feel like you're right. I feel like you're right. So I don't know if he ever really felt the full weight of, of Bo's top work. Uh, and he did this year. And I was I did not foresee a turn coming there. Bo, Bo's been hitting roll-through tilts for a long time. But I didn't think he'd be able to get it on, on Knox. And he did. And yeah. you get a 3-0 lead in a match like that. And I don't think by but any then, means Knox was eliminated. But that, that made it tough. But then it was, but then he got the reversal. So actually, I mean, I, when I saw the score, because I was at practice all day, um, you know, obviously I thought something significantly different happened than what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw the score, I figured there was a, a few takedowns, you know, that type of thing. Um, but no, so at the end of the second, it was actually three or two. So Bassett had the turn, and then Knox had the takedown. Um, Sorry, sorry, turn and reversal, right? So there's a reversal. It's 3-2 down the second period. Um, and then Knox actually almost gets a turn at the beginning of the third period. Yes. And then Bassett hits like a escape, takedown, near fall, boom, 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 kind of like in, you know, in relatively sequential order. Um, and that kind of put the match away. Yeah, I just scrolled <clears throat> through last year's Super, two, Super 32 final, and it's almost exactly like the inverse of this one where – Knox got a takedown, but then Bassett got a reversal. So the end of the first period was one to one, and then Bassett, uh, what's that? Or two to two, two, two. yeah. Yeah. Um, so then in the in the second, uh, Knox got on top and got a turn, and you know went up three, to, uh, went up by three, uh, and then got another turn to go up by six at the end of the second. So by the third period, it was kind of already already out of hand. Honestly, one of the most like heady moments, I thought the the turning point, and obviously it was a turning point because big points went up, but was when Knox was clearing out and getting away and squaring up, and it would have been three two, I think, or four two. It would have been. Um, 
Bassett just stays so connected. He posts the elbow and immediately is in on the leg before like they can break free and Knox can work mm-hmm. anything from neutral. And then he's in so deep that Knox is just kind of holding at some scramble, but he's yeah. on his back for so long. Where I think they could have even given the takedown before. Bo catches him in the scramble, and at that point the match is is basically over completely. Um, yeah. So great, great response from Bo. I did not. That, that was not the match I anticipated, honestly. Um, but great, great performance from Bo Bassett, and definitely the most anticipated match. And it's it's cool to see like you know changes in results and like you know nothing's set in this sport. So that was yeah. a great one. That one stuck out for sure, man. Our guy Seth Mendoza was right there against Christian Castillo. Um, Why is he our guy? I mean, uh, I don't know. He seems like, seems like a nice kid, but I don't know if he's my guy. He's <laughs> he's he's he's, uh, he's done various uh, woodworking for members of the Flow Wrestling oh, staff, myself included. He's, he's the, Unleashed by Seth, remember? Yeah, he's he's America's guy too. Yeah, he he really is. He has, a, he has his like pilot's guy. license he can, already. This guy can fly planes, yeah. woodwork. Whoa, Wait, he can't even drive. Is he sixteen? Come on, what the hell? He is flying. He's got his sure. pilot's license. Seth Mendoza is a pilot. <laughs> he flies airplanes. He flies airplanes. This is just facts. Um. Seth Mendoza, flight. Right, we take passengers, yeah. Well, hey, or is he just crop twi- so, This happened in the Castillo match. Uh, in Castillo Mendoza. I, I'm trying to remember. There was another match, and I don't recall which one was happening. But it's almost annoying. I feel like there should be like a 10 second grace period where the the athlete got called for stalling, and then they went out of bounds. They had called for stalling again within like a couple seconds. Yeah. It was this match. And it just feels weird because it feels like, well, it, it's not like it hasn't been super one-sided where there should that, that should be a deciding factor in the match. Um, it happens so quickly, you know. So like to get two stall calls back to back. What other match was it? I want to say it was a final. You guys he, remember this or no? I remember when Mendoza got the stall point on Castillo for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was it Blaze Ruiz or was it Welsh Lamer? No, Rogatsky, Rogatsky. It was that match. It was the 182 match. That's who it was. Okay, yes. I don't It was 182. It was at the end of the second period. But, yeah, so, I mean, and and to my – it's like it had been relatively even. He hadn't been stalling that much. Yeah, so he gets a stall – his first stall warning at 50 seconds, and then he goes out of bounds right after at 43 seconds. He gets a second stall warning for a point. Yeah, that was, a, that was fast. But I also – I felt like even in the minute leading up to that, I was like, Mendoza is doing all the offense right now. Um, yeah, so so one small one, but then to get another one like immediately yeah. to be the differentiator in the match, it's it especially been... when it kind of that moment really came off an exchange that I thought Castillo actually initiated. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought it was like Castillo on the leg, and then like a reattack from Mendoza kind of drove him yeah. out of bounds. I was like, that's mm-hmm. just just wrestling to me. So I'm kind of with you on that one. Though I felt like, I don't think it was a stall point worthy uh, yeah. exchange yeah. amount of output from Mendoza. Castillo's shown he's he's pretty clutch though too because he had that win at U17 Worlds and then also I, I think he did it to Mendoza at the trials where he kind of came back twice and uh, and got a late win. And why is everyone shooting on this guy late? Yeah, and that's what the Iranian did and he got mm-hmm. jumped over and then here with with Mendoza. But anyway, so that that was a that was a fun match, and then we of course had the the Bassett Knox bout 
Then next was was Davino Gibson. One twenty. We we got to talk about Jack Forrest got oh, jacked in the quarters uh, after. Um, he was winning 14 uh, yeah, to five. By, yeah. Well, it was, so it would have been 14 to eight because he would have got that near fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was like rainy. Uh, I guess it was, I guess it was only escapes prior to that, but it was, so it would have been 14, eight. Um, and this is, you know, one of the things I commented on, on forest is like, um, and I'm, I, I don't know him, so I still don't know how it's going to turn out, but it could turn out like really great. Cause some of these guys who just like, throw at you know have at it and they're gonna he's gonna learn right all these bad positions over time because he makes so many things happen um but sometimes if they sometimes the scrambly guys they just continue and they don't they don't make those adjustments or they don't acknowledge where they make mistakes and things like this can happen you know or uh actually in the kilkiri match he gets thrown to his back really early on and he, he does come back and win eight seven but um just kind of bad things happen because they let people into too many positions yeah, I mean, in the Rainy Forest match, because you, you texted me about it because I didn't watch it live, and then I yeah. immediately watched it, and the moment I thought you were talking about, he because he, you said he got pinned, you mentioned a cradle, I was like, oh, here, but he almost got pinned twice, really, he got caught oh, in a roll yeah, through Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yes, I forgot about that. Because that's when I thought it was happening, I was like, oh, wait, it's not here, it's, it's much later, and... Yeah. So yeah, he's he's very um, he's courageous, but it's uh, it can be foolhardy also. Yeah. yeah, which if you're that young, whatever, making mistakes is fine. Yeah. as long as as long as as you get older, you start making corrections. There, he was trying. You know what movie he was kind of trying to do was like a fireman's carry. Is this <laughs> he a does point- a lot of fireman's carries. Is this a point for Max Askren? Honestly, I mean, honestly, if 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 Max is actually watching these uh, matches, the fireman's carry is very much making a comeback. I saw, not it's not happening all the time, but I saw quite a few fireman's carries. I mean, it's definitely making a comeback. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rainey is a lot of fun. The, the, he's yes. a really interesting prospect to me. I think he's gonna be really good. Uh, Lula Doll is so solid and wrestles. That was a good match, though. Very good match. I. I I didn't know how it was going to go. I kind of figured Little Doll would pick him apart, but it ended up being a little closer than than I predicted. But yeah. Little, Little Doll wins again, continues his um, hot streak. So how do you rank? I'm those sure we're going to see three? Little Doll versus uh, Forrest at some point again during the season, right? Yeah. So okay, tee up the the ranking conversation, well, they just, Kozak. They just wrestled. Who uh, are the contenders? What's happened recently? Lula hey, Dahl don't and... forget about my guy. Don't forget about my guy Ben Bass. He just he put a hurting on Rainey last week, fourteen to two. There you go. So Lilladol. Don't and, forget about him. Don't and... forget about him. <laughs> and Forrest just wrestled. Was that Journeyman? And uh, Lil, uh, Forrest beat Lilladol. I think it was nine to six. Yep. And then Forrest loses to. To Rainey, who just lost to Ben Bast two weeks ago, right at AWA, yeah. and then Lilladol beats Rainey. So how do you how do you rank those, mm-hmm. Ben? What do you do? Uh, I mean, obviously Bast, given his prior losses, he he, I was you know being a little facetious. I mean, I think very highly of him because he's my athlete, but he probably shouldn't go that high up. But he did. He actually beat Kellen also, who you know Kellen is nationally ranked in Fargo champ. Um, so I don't I don't know where he goes uh, in the rankings. I think he probably goes somewhere around ten. I I would guess given that be rainy. Rainy probably goes way way up. Yeah, I mean I I would probably I would consider leaving Jack's Force at number one honestly and putting Lilladol at two. 
Um, given given the the final here, I think you probably put Rainy Rainy or Kilkiri at three. To what me, this is like this is for for Super Thirty Two. It's not, and it's not a one to one. But for the sake of this example, Super Thirty Two is like NCAA's. It's like the results of this tournament. Everyone's in the field that's relative to the ranking conversation. Yeah. I think you just go with that. Like, okay, this guy didn't, like, Luke did not beat Jax Forrest, right? But they're all in the same tournament. This is the biggest, toughest tournament there is in high school wrestling. This sure. is the date. And yeah, I don't Little Doll winning, winning it combined with his other success, which is this guy's had a lot of success. He did he lose world at Journeyman. He's a cadet world champ. He beat. Bo Bassett to win a, yep. a, to make that team. I think Luke should be number one. It would you don't get a pass because Jax Forrest loses a match before that doesn't like that almost helps Jax's argument. Like that really shouldn't be the case because you lose in the quarters. You could stay number one even though yeah, Jax true. could very well be the best guy in the country right now. There because my point here is if Jax had made the finals and lost. No one would be talking about Jack staying at number one, I don't think. But because he lost in the quarters, it's like, well, he should. I just don't agree with that um, for this tournament. They're both bad, bad dudes. That's for sure. Who's this guy? I never heard of this guy. Uh, he actually gave Jax a tough match, but he also beat Gage. I guess he didn't, I didn't realize as I'm looking back. He beat Gage Botero really early. His name's Porter Matecki from Missouri. You know this guy? I'm unfamiliar with Porter's work. Really? No Porter. JD, do you know him. Porter? We no. have to get David Bray on. David will know. Yeah, David. He knows all these guys, um, which I guess he should. But he definitely he know you can't really stump him. Uh, okay, yeah. so that was. Um, I think that's how you sort it out. I think Luke should be the number one, um, and Jax goes to I guess two or three maybe. But uh, yeah, that'd be my opinion. But great final there. And 26, uh, we're not going to go through every weight, I don't think. But I do think this one's worth talking about, Davino and Gibson. Gibson is in every match because he's so hard to score on. But yes. he's got to find that that go-to attack to get to the to the next level maybe. But he's still, still very good. But cool to see Davino um, win. Yeah, Davino did a great job in the final there. I mean, and... To your point, yeah, Gibson super hard to score on. It's crazy. Kilkerry just beat him last week. What weight mm -hmm. was that? What was that contested at was that? That was a Tyrone. I know what weight was it. Twenty six or twenty? It was got to be twenty six, right? Kilkerry bumped up. Yeah, something like that. He is man. You know, Mason's short. Vinny Kilkerry yeah. is a little guy. Short, short. Yeah. He is short, short. I was like, is that Vinny Kilkerry? Short king. Short king for sure. He's a beast. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's a <laughs> JD. <laughs> JD's our short king here on this show. Huh. Um, stand up. Um, yeah, please stand up. You'll be why much didn't uh, what, uh, Jezeroga, why didn't he wrestle? He kind of wrestles everywhere. I don't know. He had a little banged up. Minor injury, yeah. And Block yeah. didn't wrestle either, right? Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. okay. Um Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or Dave Arnold. Yeah. So. Yeah, no uh, Gabe if, Arnold. Uh, yeah, t Bull got a little banged up. Like Gabe Arnold, the Sea Bowl guy now? Because he moved to Iowa City. I don't think oh, he is. Is he Sea Bowl though? I know he went to some he practices. Goes to, he goes to he... some Sea Bowl practices. I don't think he's like 
there every night, but okay, because yeah, it's kind of far away from Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Um, they got people from all over, as you know, Ben. Yes, sir. I do know that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else at one twenty-six. I think that's probably it. Let's go to one thirty-two. Okay. Um, let me pull it up. What was the? I should have just copy and pasted the final. Copy Lemley. and paste, baby. Oh, Lemley Brockman. Brockman, yeah. Lemley had a Lemley good tournament. Lemley looked awesome. Hey, yeah. my. Don't forget about Grayson Clark in the rankings. Seven and one took third place. Beat up on Zane Fu- Zan Fugit a couple times. Beat Omar Ayub. Okay. Who did he lose to? He lost to Brockman in overtime. Oh, unfortunately. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Brock's a beast. Um, yeah. Kind of. In the second period, I was like, Brock's kind of hanging around just enough to like make him a scary Mantanona in the third period. But make him then, a scary Mantanona. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a shirt ah, or something. That's yeah. a scary Mantanona. He is a scary Mantanona. Um, they all are. Third period, if it's close, you're kind of freaking out a little bit. But Limley just he really poured it on at the end and was I won't say totally unsusceptible to a lot of Brock stuff, but he navigated a lot of the weird stuff that that Brock throws at you. Uh, and he looked great, and he's really put together a, a awesome, I guess, month and a half here between who's number one and Super 32 winning that, winning the title. He's he's impressive. And Michigan, yeah. he's uh, the theme was, you know, Michigan won Super 32, according to J.D. Raider. I actually didn't think this was fair, J.D., because so many of the people are un- – there's so many uncommitted. So it's like – I mean, Michigan happened to have a handful of really committed, you know, committed guys. But you look at the next person down, and it's like, wow, you know, they're the, – the field is – you look at the field, and it's like, okay, a lot of these dudes are uncommitted. Correct, because it's all grades. It's yes. all grades. Yeah. It is all grades. So that was a uh, – that was a strong performance by Limley, no doubt. Now let's go to next PJ week. Duke. PJ Duke. Did he, he get OW? Great. He was he destroyed everyone pretty much. He looked he looked fantastic. Um I don't know if they even do OW, but if they do, PJ Duke should have been in, in consideration. Now he's a two time champion now. He won he won last year. He won last sure. year, I'm pretty sure. I think he made the finals as an eighth grader. So Colin pretty arch. Pretty solid uh, trajectory. I mean, I feel like he is like there's a lot of hype about him, but he like kind of stays under the radar a little bit too. I think it was because he he didn't win at UWW Cadets because obviously that's kind of like if you win at UWW Cadets and you're on the world team, there's just like kind of a lot of media around you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that kind of like hurts guys if uh, that's the case. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but he's he's a tough tough dude. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Um, Man, I'm looking at this guy that beat Pearson Manville because there's a few Missouri dudes I never heard of. He's from a Class 1 school. There's usually not really good people from Class 1 schools. But wow. What a must classist. Be... <laughs> Classic man. It really is. It's these really small schools, and you watch them at the state tournament, and you're like, that is that is not great wrestling going on over there. I Even more share. than, I mean, Wisconsin, the big division is better than the small division, but it's not like – not that much different like there's a there's a depth difference obviously but missouri i was like blown away by the difference you wouldn't believe some i i'm gonna bring you this state turn virginia, oh, state virginia. Tournament. <laughs> bro i ollie still brings up this one uh heavyweight exchange i showed him 
Uh, even Kozak. Remember. It was like state yeah, semis like, or something. It was a state semis. It was like, honestly, if you saw like your little ninjas do it or whatever you call your youngest kids, it's like, oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. bro, what are you doing? You're fired. It, it was to, yeah, you're fired, eight-year-old. What's up? Speaking of uh, firing children, what's up with your with uh, Aussie man strong boy? Has he punched your face recently? You look a little scarred up there. I know I got I, well, I battled with Jordan Newman. He's got a fight coming up. Needed someone to battle with him. I got a black guy. Uh, that was from Charlie Millard attacked me at the AWA duels. I was just peacefully trying to watch a match. He decided to put the hurt on him after he attacked me. Yeah, yeah. be all right. I like battling. I enjoy battling. You and Ozzy, man. Is he, what's Ozzie he been doing these days? Every, people uh, ask well, for Ozzy updates frequently. My wife, my wife was uh, took Alex to a soccer tournament, so I had, I had the other two myself this weekend. So, uh, and then Andy actually went to a friend's house for a while. So we just had boy time, and uh, we battled a little bit. We took a guy on a walk. Tried like stabbing stuff in the woods with some sticks. Oh yeah, yeah. Good time. Then they were at wrestling for like four hours yesterday because I had a private lesson and a couple classes, and Amy wasn't back yet. So he loves playing with the older boys and battling. Nice. Yeah. Go Ozzy. Okay. <laughs> um, any other? We're kind of. Oh, we got to talk about this. Yeah, uh, we got to keep going. We're only at one thirty-eight. All right, we're going then. Jeez. Always forty-five. Forty-five. I didn't know this Weston Dalton guy. Is he related to the guy from Roadhouse? Can you please tell me about him? <laughs> I. I do think he is related to him. I I saw a lot of cooler tactics utilized. He was he was nice until it was time to not be nice. He expected <laughs> the une- he was expecting the unexpected, um, and I I'm told that he, he he later took it outside, so he adhered to all three rules. So he's a true Dalton, and he's a beast. I think yeah. he would he would Damn clean up the that. he would clean up the double deuce in no time. I mean, no yeah, issues. I mean, he probably goes to uh, what number three or four or five, some somewhere in there this week. He moves up. Honestly, I was um, I was really impressed with him. I mean, he was right there to beat uh, Gilcher. Uh, that yeah. last exchange, he was in a, such a nice single leg. And then I don't. I watched it. Kozak and I watched it, and I I couldn't really tell where it all went wrong for him and why he gave up the the takedown the counter because it was like he's on a single leg. It was just a shin whizzer. Can we bring it up right now so we talk about it or no? We could. I didn't send the clip. It is, it is legally allowed. Um, what, Kozak will have to find the... Uh, yeah, I got it. I'll the, send the, it. The I'm on it. It's like, we'll say 620-ish. If start maybe a few seconds past that. Definitely pretty late uh, in, in the match. But yeah, it look, he was in position. It seemed like the score is a really quality attack and then ends up getting countered for two, and that was that was the difference in the match. Yeah, he kind of slips. I mean, well, so the the big part was he he wasn't on the knee, right? That's that's a huge thing with fishing single legs is being above the knee. He yeah. wasn't above the knee, so when uh, Gilter pulls like that limp leg and really pulls his knee to the mat, he kind of slips and falls down, and then obviously from there it goes south. Yeah, um, but it seemed like for a moment he got above the knee because um, I remember freeze framing it, but maybe not. Freeze frame. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna freeze frame it. I think there is a moment after the initial underhook single. Underhook single. He's like at the knee, but he his hands are locked, so he's not. Eh. Yeah. Uh, no, he clears. Yeah, Gilter clears his knee pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like way out to the side. Yeah, and Weston yes. <clears throat> Weston Dalton. He uh, this is his second t- uh, tournament in a row where he beat Joel Adams. He had a really good elite eight 
um, duels. He beat Joel there um, and only lost to Pearson Manville and This takedown is crazy, too. If we can go back yeah. just and watch this again. Like, I don't even know what you would call that. He's, yeah. like, on a two-on-one. He's, like, trying to go behind, and then he just pull, horses him in. I guess he inside does inside-trip that leg. Yeah. But then, so it's, like, kind of in late third is when uh, when the pivotal exchange happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's 620-ish. It kind of starts there, 623 or something like that. So. Right, yeah, he kind of like limp knees and Dalton just kind of loses his balance off the limp knee, falls down, and then it's, uh, it's probably like another minute. Like, yeah, go go forty. Say go to a minute left in the first or third period, and, and we'd be there. A little more, a little more. Yeah, he go, gets a go. left underhook. Like right now, this is this one. It's gonna happen now. Yeah, so right, he throws this up to a single leg. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, Gilder hits a nice limp knee and knocks him off balance, and boom, right there. Right yeah. behind him. Good defense. So that was a good match. Um, both, both both studs. Gilcher committed? No? Michigan. 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 Michigan won. They won. Michigan won. Super 32 champion. Did you see that picture of Nick Soriano at the football game, though? What a legend. N- Nicky with the good <laughs> Nikki two rings with a good flow. And then he had a stance going, too. Respect. Did you see the one where he, where he was in a stance? Oh, yeah. Please He's tell really, me saw that. He put, is put, put that up on the screen. Yeah. Someone, someone get it up there. Yeah, Suriano's in a stance, and it, it's just hilarious. And I like that they paired him with the gymnast, so they look like they both look like kind of normal size. They didn't pair him with a basketball player or something. No, that that's been good. That would have been not good. Yes. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah, look at him. And he's got the shades, too. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always got like the red shades on now. All right, I'm putting it always. in the, the studio. But he got probably got it from Kyle Dake, right? Oh Doesn't gosh. Dake wear the red light glasses or whatever? Yeah. Look at that stance, man. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> if I saw that guy, I'd say I don't got to warm up for this dude, but he can really wrestle. <laughs> Look, go to that next picture. Next picture. Next picture. Look at this guy. You're telling you see this guy, and you're like, dude, I ain't got to warm up for him. That's gonna be an easy night right there. Yeah, then and he takes like, off the sweats. Yeah, like, oh, that's because he like, just got the this, top on. Yeah, as soon as he pops up, wrestle. which you know he will. Yeah, he's got the rings on. Tell both me hands. though. Look at that guy. And you think you can't take him down, piles? I don't know. Yeah, I guess he's, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the telltale. He doesn't have like cauliflower ear or face or anything going on. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> JD, you're getting him, aren't you? You look at this guy. You're like, I'm gonna oh, get yeah. that guy. What's always funny? It's For like sure. if you know if you're just like lining up. You know, I've always said like if, if you line up all like the 25 pounders and like you don't know anything about any of them, you're just like looking at them in a single. It's like. No one's taking Spencer Lee first or second or third. Never. Top, top. No. Like just the most unassuming like physique, and he's just like an absolute savage. So if wrestling is not even physique. Anything, he's a, he's a hundred and twenty five pound human. <laughs> well, no, like, I mean in a, li- listen, in a lineup. Some twi- do you remember what Joe Dubuque looked like as a twenty five pounder? Oh, Joe Dubuque. He would he'd throw you through that. He throw you through that uh, that cupboard behind you, JD. You would you wouldn't end up in Narnia. But I'm, I'm also a very small human being. What'd you say? I'm also a very small human being, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, well, it's funny. Uh, I think I've told this story on here before, but a couple months ago, there was a huge argument on Twitter about who's the better athlete, I, Spencer Lee or I think it was Iowa's quarterback. 
and there was a bunch of people going back and forth on Twitter. <laughs> it and can't then somebody... be Iowa's quarterback. <laughs> they scored like <laughs> yeah, negative points. Yeah, Petrus is trash. Uh, but somebody chimed in, and they were like, they were clearly from Texas because, like, I went the like their picture was like a, a cow, and I went and clicked on it, and they're like Baylor fan, oh oh one or something, and they're like, wait, all this argument over a hundred and twenty five pound human being? They're like, I just looked up Spencer Lee, like, and they're yeah. just like, why is everybody arguing over this tiny human? I love that JD said he knew he was from Texas because he had a picture of a cow, and because his thing was like Baylor fan, something or another. Baylor fan hook'em 22. Baylor fan hook'em. Um, okay. Well, that doesn't make sense, but... No, it doesn't. It makes no sense. <laughs> hook'em horns. H- hook'em. Okay. Uh, I don't know what way we're at. Blackout. We're oh, oh, the talking about uh, the Roadhouse, uh, Roadhouse's child. Shout out to Dalton. Um, what is Dalton's Dalton. first name in the movie, actually? Dalton. Oh, they... Rick? Oh, is they Dalton shit. his name? What? If they show his ID at some point. It is Dalton's really? first name Roadhouse? Um, James. Who is it? Never mentioned. Oh, great name. Oh, it's 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 never mentioned, but can be seen when Doc reads his medical records. Mm, yeah. There you go. There it is. A fellow James. JD. James. Wow, another JD. Man, maybe JD <laughs> should have been a bouncer. <laughs> Definitely should have been. I can should see. Should have been it. my calling. Kind of a slept-on physique. All right, do some damage. 152. I'm thinking of folks say 152. You know what's crazy is how many tough dudes Pennsylvania has. I never heard of uh, Herrer, Connor Herrer. I don't know if you guys heard of this guy. I never heard of him. He's damn good at wrestling. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Where's he from? Have you heard of him? No. Pennsylvania. Duh. I, I yeah, told I know. You. I know. Pennsylvania's <laughs> huge, bro. There's like, uh, there's like various pockets of. There like, is quite uh, a few people in Pennsylvania. He could be like Lehigh Valley. He could be a Pittsburgh guy. I don't know where he's from. I know he's pretty good at wrestling. He could be Erie, PA. You never know. Erie. Right. No one good from Erie. <laughs> there's this one yeah. guy. Who is it? Catrabone. Uh, Wasn't he from Erie? And, yeah, I, I think he's. That... Yes, I think he's from Erie. Um, yeah. Of course, Carter's from Erie. Um, our guy Emil Shusky's from Erie. No, Absolutely, I believe I believe that's where Nate Carr Senior is from. Really, oh, I, th- I think you're right. The whole Carr family, because there was a lot of cars. Remember, Jimmy Carr made the Olympic team at like 17 or something. Don't don't quote me on that, but I I think that is true. Hold on, Nate Carr, Erie, PA. Yeah, in he was born in 1960 in Erie, Pennsylvania. Damn. There it is. Gosh, I'm so smart. Wow. Literal genius. Uh, okay. D-Lock okay. it, though. See? Looks good. He's good. He's good. Very good. He's very good. He beat Ty Waters. He's on a couple takedowns, but he only got, got the one. That was the difference. He is a very successful sophomore wrestler, and I'm excited to see what he can do the next level. I'm curious what he projects at. Probably going to be like a 74 or something. Yeah, he's a little bigger than him. Maybe bigger. Yup. His dad, I believe, his dad wrestled JUCO when I was in uh, Mizzou. At I don't recall which one he was from, but I remember him wrestling some of my teammates. Okay. I believe his name's Jasper. It is. His name is Jasper. See, there we go. I knew it. I knew he was the guy. (laughs) Uh, Joey Blaze. He was on a rampage here. Rampage. 
He beat uh, Nico Ruiz. He was down 3-0 and then um, ends up coming back. But before this, he beat Sealy, which yes. I didn't see I didn't see that coming. And also, I thought yeah, Sealy... Sealy got a little over-aggressive. We talk about uh, Forrest being over-aggressive. Sealy also, uh, on that last takedown, I don't know if we can pull it up, but it's like he should have just like slid, sprawled and slid back and they probably would have went out of bounds. And he like... I don't know. He's like trying to jump over him. I'm I'm having a hard time describing exactly what he's trying to do because I don't know for sure, but it's something to that effect. Okay, so this is the exchange I was talking about where I'm like, okay, James Green is like has a point. Like, why is he just not baseline here in this moment? Just um, sprawl, right? Just sprawl. You're you're already on the edge, out of bounds. And he was like already in a sprawl, kind of. Yeah, but he just ends up. Yeah, it, it was sort of a weird conclusion. Weird. Like you yes. wouldn't. Have, because the, the shot is not amazing or great. Well, because uh, he's already on a sprawl. He's already kind of stretched him out a little bit. So I don't know. Why, I don't know. That's what I said. Like I'm trying to hard having a hard time describing what he was trying to do here. Like, he, uh, can we bring it up so we can all just kind of look at what we're talking about? Because he like tries to kind of jump around mm-hmm. him. I guess is. Wait, maybe he's gonna go to Wisconsin. I know that's like they like they say jump around. They like to jump around. Is that? They do yes. Perhaps this is. It was Blaze versus um, Steely, Steely in the semis. It was like very end of the match. Yep. Do you need the link, Tyler? I can send. Oh, you got it. Um, Boom. I'll find the time. I mean, it's, it's right it's at the it. end. Um, if you want to hit play, it's towards towards hey, the uh, Let's go like eight eight ten ish. I'll get you at a good point. Eight ten in the 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 file. And I also thought yeah. that. Um, Sealy, the match time is twenty four seconds. If he's over twenty four seconds left, you're good to go. There we go. So here he's walking him, blazes, marching him towards the edge. It's like this is smart from Sealy, and then it's but not. this is like a nice sprawl, and then he like yeah, like kind of comes back around him. I don't know what he's yeah. trying to do there because they're yeah. right on the edge. He can just continue to keep sprawling, or maybe Wizard right there. Like go back. I don't know what's going on here. Right there, yeah. Because he, he doesn't get in all that clean off the initial yeah. shot. Kind of got a calf, but, you know, and then Cecilia, so instead of turning to sprawl, he kind of, like, turns turns the, you know, to Blaze's right and, like, tries to kind of go around him. It, yeah, I, I'm not certain. I am not. I don't know that move. I don't know what he's trying to do. I can't explain it. It's probably not a good move. Yeah. I was also surprised to see Seeley at 160. My understanding Why? was he uh, wasn't he a fifty two at who's number yeah, one? No, one sixty. With skulls in okay. him and well, I guess that was the four man. Okay. Ferrari. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Um Yeah, I don't know why I thought that was at fifty two, that four man, but no, it was one sixty. Um Yeah, interesting. I, I didn't understand the conclusion there, but great job by Blaze who beats him there and then ends up winning in the final, so gotta be one of the Best tournaments of his life, and yeah, where's he go to college? I don't think he's committed, is he, JD? He's got a little brother. All these Blaze Bros, Blaze Bros, Purdue. Whoa! Oh, go Purdue! And they Purdue got Grayson Clark, so they must have done pretty good on the team scoring. They took second. Look at that! Boom! <laughs> Blazing their way to the, to the number two spot. <sighs> Uh, what? Funny. I'm funny. nothing, nothing at all. Okay. Um, 
Okay, what's the next weight class in high 170. school? 170. Uh, it's Lamer lost to Rocco Welsh. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was a, it was a fun <laughs> match. Um, I, it's, it was, I, was, I was confused by the doc this morning. I don't know if you want to talk us through it, Christian, but I, I watched it with mute because my kids were watching a movie last night, and I could not figure out what the challenge was all about at the end. I was like, locked hands. Like, it, there's surely not an escape. That's not what they're asking for. Like, what is even going on right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> five on two. Dashel Dashel Lehman thought it was special. Yeah, he he thought it was a very clutch performance by Rocco Welsh. We'll just leave it at that. Um, he uh, the 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 ball grab challenge, notwithstanding, this was a great match. Mm-hmm. I thought I really thought Lamer was going to get it at the. At the end, he gets a well, especially when he gets a ride out, and then he gets that takedown in the next period, and you're like, "Oh, he's gonna get him." Yep. And I, we, we kind of had maybe different conclusions um, uh, on the the mat exchange. I came away like just really impressed with Lamer's top game. You kind of were. Oh, okay. You, you. Seemed, I mean, you, well, you were you're you were very critical of Welsh underneath. So yeah, I was like, I, wow. it, it was well, in, in all fairness, it was one text. Um, uh, but. Yeah, I don't care, really care how good they're on top. If if you get ridden out for two minutes, um, and then on top of that, I don't know that Welsh was all that close to escape at any point in that two minutes. Then no. yeah, I'm unimpressed with your bottom game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess the other, you know what the other reason I said that for was because I was just watching Rune Lawrence in 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 the case that Aiden and him met up this week, and it was really strange because. Um, um, Lawrence and Rocco Welsh wrestled last year, and what Rune got the escape in the second period. And I, I know he's like, I guess I heard he's pretty good on top, but Welsh wouldn't choose bottom, so he chose neutral in the third, even though he was losing one zero. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was another one where he like he must think he's not good on bottom, and yet so he had to get two takedowns to win because he got the takedown. Lawrence got the escape, hitting another takedown to win. And Welsh did Welsh go neutral against Barr? As well, am I mis- totally mis- misremembering that? I don't recall that. Oh, I have to go back yeah. and look. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, well, Welsh he had to um, get tough there late and take him down, or got got, a, got the late takedown, and ended up winning. When I thought in the third he was going to win, this was one of the better matches of the whole finals, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a good match for Very sure. Very high level. Lamers going to Cal Poly, I believe, with his. They other got a brothers. lot of Lamers down there. A lot of Lamers. They don't have Chance. Chance is the one. One of them Michigan. is at Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's Chance. But I think there's two or three at Cal Poly. Yes, because there's Brawley. I think is one. Yeah. Legend. 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 Brawley. Why would you name one of your kids Legend? Because that would make the other kids feel not so great about it. Like, why is that guy the Legend and I'm he's not? He's the this Legend. Like, like you have to name him like Legend, Goat, that's by like chance. King. That one got named Legend. Champ, Champ Lamer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's the chosen one. Um, Brawley and Legend are there. Brawley, Legend, Dashel. Solid names. Ryder Rogotsky becomes a, a two-time Super 32 champion. Um, yep. Strong performance. He had a, a really... He's really good in some of these exchanges. He's a good – I don't know if it's scrambling, but he's has, you can tell he has a good feel for the sport. Yeah, good feel. Good, good uh, leg rider on top. Yeah. 
So good job by him. And then we didn't get to see our guy Aiden Sinclair in the final. So sad. Aiden got hurt in his semi match. Did not wrestle in the final. Yeah. Making I was very happy with the semi though. He looked really good in those exchanges in the semi against uh, Camden McDaniel. And yeah, and he gets hurt on kind of like the last the last exchange. He I guess he popped his knee a little bit. So hopefully it's not too bad. Or Ben, did you force him not to wrestle because you didn't want to have to wrestle in Midlands? Well, Mulvaney would have had to win also. So um, and Mulvaney oh, yeah. actually hurt his knee also in the. I think he hurt it in the round of stick. Were you kneecapping? Your wrestlers, so that she didn't have to wrestle. No, the they hurt. They didn't hurt in practice. They hurt in matches. Well, it's it's. I freaking actually speaking of James Green's baseline defense, I get really annoyed with Mulvaney because he goes to a shin wizard too often. Shin wizard is that's that's the worst defense, and that's where he hurt his knee. It popped. He was in a shin wizard, and his knee pops. Uh, so annoying. So yeah, so he he wanted to wrestle anyways for a little bit. On he really wanted to be on the podium, and obviously, if you get to the quarterfinal, you got to win one more match to be on the podium. So he continued to wrestle Sunday despite injury, and then once he got on the podium, he defaulted. As I recap, Welsh bar, Welsh did take bottom and got away in the second period, just for nice. point of reference there. Sorry about Aiden. Yeah, um, we all right. know we know what's really happening. JD's already onto it and. We've, we sniffed this out immediately. Kneecapping guys, yes. Mm-hmm. Hayden Walters takes out um, Dylan Russo, and then Parker Farrell, a Virginian, finishes on top to conclude the tournament, which is a great conclusion to the wonderful Super 32. Uh, any thoughts on these two matches before we move on? It's 935. No. We had so much okay. else we were going to talk about, and now we didn't get to, but that's okay. Well, Super 32 is like the biggest tournament of the year, so I think it's all right that we discussed it. It is definitely all right. Um, and it's Monday. I didn't even mention this is Monday, which you probably all know this, that it's Monday today, I'm, I'm guessing. But this is our first Monday show in quite a long time. Um, Kozak really wants us to talk about do. the uh, – Well, I think JD will appreciate it too. The rotund Sajulayev. Uh, Wait, What? J- Sag Live looks, uh, as JD would say, dummy thick. Um, <laughs> where, where, he, where, 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 where do I get this? Screenshots in the dock. Screenshots in the dock. Just, just scroll. scroll down. The right one. Oh, damn! <laughs> My man. What is he weighing at? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, oh, yeah. Kyle Steiner's going to get him now. Let's go, boy. He's got a <laughs> neck roll. Look at that neck roll. Zoom in on that thing. Oh, yeah. Zoom in. Zoom so, in. Who, right who's on the back him of looking neck. thick before? No, not like this. This is yes. that. This is different. When when I Russia when Russia different. got banned, when Russia got banned, he blew up a little bit too. This is there's blowing up. This is an explosion. I need a, you need corroborating pictures because I think this is the worst he's looked since we've seen him uh, on the there, super yeah. Um, the, then again, it's bad not angles. Some, bad angles. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which he's sure I kind of wonder how much he could mail it in and still win, like basically every match. Interesting to see. Yeah, um, I think we may have seen a little bit of it here, um, but you know, Russians uh, I think are a little different from well, they're a lot different from Americans. But I think one thing is like they don't stay in like fighting shape year round, probably. And I think with Sajulayev also not having as much to train for or any like legitimate competition. You know, Maybe it's just anything to train for. <laughs> a little more prosperous than usual. So he fought, he wrestled at the PWL against Hushtin, who Kozak says he's beaten seven times now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sajlaev not looking. Uh, but 
to be fair, if anyone that knows, the, the man's approaching 30 years old. Um, yeah. Despite what the despite what the records would would have you believe. Um, so you know what? As you get older, it's a little harder to keep those those pounds off. I also thought it was funny his uh, his walkout song was the Mission Impossible theme song for this this match, which was pretty cool. That's great. Yeah, that's a good one. So, anyways, um, yeah. So that was Sajulayev. After that, and um, I don't, we were gonna get into like some top twenty. We'd do like a top twenty countdown thing. It was the idea JD had. I did like the idea, but then again. Um, Countdown. I don't have time for it. So, it, I've I've mentioned it, but I will continue to mention it for a while. Our new show schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we're taking Tuesdays off. Um, as always, we'll do the best we can to keep you because things change, and we'll, maybe something will be happening. We'll have to move days, switch days, whatever. But in general, that is going to be the three days for for FRL. So excited for Mondays, uh, Ben, JD, or Kozak. Do you have anything else before before we depart? I got nothing. But we are not too far from college season. I guess I'm really excited for that. Very, very excited. Um, and Seth Mendoza is in fact a pilot. We have an Instagram uh, post of him saying, "Proud to say, I flew my first solo today. Many hours of flight time in ground school. I was ready. Thankful for my instructors and family members for their support." Hashtag future pilot. At Navy Wrestling. And Ohio State. At hey. Wrestling Bucks. Wow. Navy and Ohio State. Okay. All right. Carney, Nebraska also has a pilot program. UNK. I just want to toss that out there. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Think, and we're out of here. I think the Air Force may have a decent one, too. But you know what? Look right. into Carney, uh, Seth. <laughs> um, okay. Thanks so much. Great to be back. Great to be talking wrestling. Oh, wow. Listen to this music. This is that international man of mystery this, music. This, this sounds like uh, we're on the street and it's like a detective and we're trying to hunt down the guy. Yeah. We're kind of incognito. That's what JD's going to do. Gonna we're using all the windows and the mirrors of the city as we close in on our on the perp. And he doesn't know we're coming. Man, did JD hang up like that or is he really that still? He's just that still. Wow. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Busted. See you guys. Thank you. Goodbye.